Thanks for tuning in to Multipliers Minute. Here with your leadership key, I'm Emily James, founder of Multipliers Leadership. These leadership lessons will empower you to develop your passion and multiply your influence so you can lead well. Welcome to Multipliers Minutes. Here we are in our Stories That Empower series. I have a special guest today that's going to be talking to us about emotional health and why that's so important in leadership and in life in general. And she's recently released a new course called More Than a Feeling that she will uh, talk to us about today. But I'd like to welcome Brenda Drost here. Brenda, thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, Emily, thanks so much for having me. It's always a treat to get to chat with you and um, to, to just chat with your audience as well. Um, and so I'm excited to be here today with you. We're so grateful. This is such an important conversation. I think sometimes that we either want, don't want to have, we want to avoid, or maybe we just don't think to have the conversation. We did a series actually, or a, a webinar back in June on overcoming stress and anxiety. So we're going to be talking similar things, but tell us a little bit more about, first of all, who you are, what you do, and then tell us a little bit more about the course, More Than a Feeling. Yeah, so I am uh, serving right now in the role of an executive pastor, which is a new one for me. Um, I kind of grew up in church. I've been in church my whole life, um, but I just keep trying new things because I feel like that's good for me to push me outside of my comfort zone. So I've done discipleship pastor for a long, long, long time. Um, which is where a lot of my teaching and that kind of stuff comes from. So outside of my pastoral role, I love to just mentor women and especially women in leadership and help them get their feet under them just because I, I didn't have a lot of great mentors in my own life. And so I love to be able to give that back. So I do that um, more through my own website, brendadross.com. And that's where um, this study, More Than a Feeling, along with a bunch of other studies and video resources and stuff are there for women to access. And so tell us a bit about the course. What's it about? Uh, what may, led you to even create it? Yeah, so I found that during this year of 2020 and mm -hmm. during COVID and it like it's kind of like the world went crazy, right? And mm -hmm. I noticed more and more as a pastor, as I was connecting with women and talking with women, they were saying like, I'm so sad or, you know, I'm just angry or I keep losing my temper on my husband and my kids and I'm not normally like this. I don't know what's going on. And so I was doing a lot of just processing with women and I thought, wow, this seems to be a really common thing in this year and in this season. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to make something that was a little bit more available, I guess, to the masses to help people recognize that emotional health is really important and that COVID isn't the problem. Mm. <laughs> They're just revealing a problem that's much deeper inside of our hearts. Um, and so this is actually a really opportune time to get to the bottom of those things and figure them out so that we can move forward stronger out of this season um, and do all of those things God's called us to do. Mm -hmm. That's so good. I want to go there in terms of why emotional health is so important, but just something that you just said there was, you know, that COVID isn't the problem and that these things often rise up in moments like this. I did a podcast, actually, it was just released last week with Brandon Wynn, and we talked about crisis, dealing with crisis. So similar in that sense, but we, you know, it's something interesting to think about that when we're faced with something like this, what's already in us comes out. And so 
before we get to this place, dealing with those things in us so that when we do go through difficult situations, we can actually better to overcome them. So let's talk about that. Why is emotional health so important? First of all, to us as individuals to think about, to deal with, and we're going to talk about some practical ways to do that. But, And then also in leadership, as a leader, why is my emotional health so important as I lead other people? Yeah, I feel like I can't really separate the two. My mm-hmm. emotional health is important because it impacts every area of my life. Mm-hmm. It's going to impact my marriage, um, how I parent, my work and ministry. It's going to impact all of my relationships if I'm not okay on the inside. And so uh, for me, I can't really distinctly separate the two. I feel like they work together. It's important for me to be whole and healthy so that I can live and lead and work in ministry as someone who is whole and healthy. And like we were saying, those deep issues of the heart, when we're under like high pressure situations and everything seems like it's pressing in on us, from the outside, that's when all of that stuff that's on the inside gets squished out, right? It's like mm-hmm. a ketchup bottle. <laughs> you bang it around enough, what's inside is going to pop out. And I feel like that's kind of what happens when we're not emotionally healthy is that all of this stuff kind of starts erupting in our lives. And all of a sudden we're like, what? Like, where am I? What's going on? And um, one of the things that I pointed out in the course is that emotions are to our soul or our heart in the same way that physical pain is to our body. And Mm. so it's actually an indicator, a God-given indicator that there's something deeper going on beneath the surface. So as just as Christians and as leaders, we need to be really aware of what's going on in our emotional health and in our emotional space, because it can be a deep indication of something that's going on inside. Wow. It's like when you have a certain pain in your body that you let go, it gets worse over time. And suddenly it's something more than what it originally was because you sort of let it hide. So you sort of talked a little bit about this, but how, you know, one of the examples that you gave earlier on when you were talking with different women is that I've been really uh, angry or upset with my kids and my husband more often. And, and so how do we start to distinguish as people, as leaders, when our emotional health is something that uh, we've sort of suppressed for a while, or if it's not in a very healthy place, or it's just, hey, that was a one-time incident, or this was, you know, I just needed a break or whatever. Like, how do we get to the place where we're like, wow, I need to do more than what I'm doing now in order to get to a better place? I think that um, healthy people know when they're moving towards that disintegration, right? Mm -hmm. They can tell they're off. They can tell like all kinds of things are off in my life right now. And I don't, I would say that um, I would never let like a like a one-off experience just go. I always want to actually ask God, what what was underneath of that? Like what's driving this outburst of anger or this sadness I can't shake or my frustration or feeling overwhelmed in this moment? I never want to actually brush it off as like, oh, that was just a one-time thing. I always want to ask God what's underneath Mm. of that and take the time Mm. and really carve that time into my life and in my prayer life 
to ask God what's going on in my heart, right? The psalmist David said this over and over and over, examine my heart, point out any anxious thoughts or things within me. Um, and so I feel like we need to be really good at examining our own hearts and examining them together with the Lord mm-hmm. to be able to go, what's underneath? What's driving these things? What am I feeling at a deep level? And a lot of times we're going to find that there's a lie that we believe about ourselves or our situation that's driving the emotional upheaval. So um, sort of back to your question, if you are a fairly healthy person, how would you know you're kind of going off the rails? Um, there's a few indicators. The first one would be um, unusual or uncharacteristic outbursts of emotion, right? I'm losing it and I don't know why. Um, feeling tired a lot and overwhelmed and just like, I don't enjoy my job anymore. I've lost my passion. I feel like maybe sometimes I'm dreaming about quitting. Um, that can be an indicator as well. And um, blame is a big one too. When I start blaming other people or blaming situations and failing to take responsibility for what's going on, um, that's an indicator to me that something's off in my heart. And then the last one would be when I start going for my coping mechanisms. So when I start, you know, three o'clock comes around and I'm already thinking, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. And I just want to go put on Netflix and make popcorn and like, you know, uh, or I can't wait to get to the tub of ice cream or whatever your kind of coping mechanism is when you're starting to think about that early in your day, then I I have to stop and consider, okay, why, why is this so difficult and what's going on on a deeper level? So those would be some like key things that I look for in my own life as indicators that I'm going off emotionally. That's so good. It's such a practical way to look at what is it that, that is affecting me and knowing those things, you know, emotional health has a lot to do with self-awareness, right? And so just that constant, it's it like you said, it's time. So just like healing in the body takes time, emotional health takes that time to do that thing. Whether physically it's a physiotherapy thing where you have to do certain exercises and stretches, emotional health is the same way. Can I do like a self-awareness check every day that just says, hey, you know, did this come up or how did I handle that situation? And did, you know, was there something better that I could have done and why did I handle it this way? And just having that constant uh, awareness or self-check, I find really helps on a day-to-day basis. So then you can identify those things, right? What is it for me that triggers? So along those lines, what are some, if you could give like two to three things that people could do to say, okay, either I'm not in a healthy place, how can I begin to be in a healthy place? Or how can I just make sure that I continue uh, being emotionally healthy so that when you know a crisis happens or a situation happens um, or it's a busy season, I, I'm not overwhelmed by my emotions? Yeah, for sure. So one of the most important things is learning your rhythm of rest. Right, we hear this term a lot, but actually understanding what do I need to stay healthy? Healthy people know what they need to stay healthy, they know um, the times when they need to spend in prayer and devotion with the Lord, and they know when they need to actually take a day off or maybe even put a retreat day on their calendar. And that's something 
that I started doing several years ago when I was on this journey to becoming more stable and healthy in my emotions and um, in my work life as well was actually planning like a retreat day. So I would take a day out of my schedule once every two months or so and I completely write it off. And I don't let anybody get in my schedule on that day. I put my phone down, I put everything away so no one can contact me. I let my family know I'm off for the day. And sometimes I do it at home. Sometimes I'll go to the lake. I live near the lake and, and just um, sit there. Just do something alone mm -hmm. for the day with the Lord. Um, I feel like that's a really important rhythm to have in our lives. So, um, you know, whatever works for you, you just have to figure out what that is so that you can stay healthy. I also think it's really important to have the right people in your life to process with. Mm -hmm. So you need safe people, people who you trust, people who aren't afraid of listening to all of the messy stuff so that you can actually get it out. I think so often we just let everything spin around in our heads over and over and over and we're not getting it out and we're not getting any clarity. We just keep spinning on it again and again, you know, the same thoughts, the same pattern. When you sit down with somebody who knows how to process and you actually get it out, you look at it more clearly and go, wow, that is not as bad as I thought it was, or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. You can just look at it more objected, objectively. Yeah. And then the last thing I would say, and this is, this is a bit of a repeat, but, um, What's underneath of that? So whenever I do have an emotional reaction in my day, someone says something to me, all of a sudden I'm angry, upset with them. That's not normal. That's not how I want to live as a leader or a person. And so um, just taking those moments in your day, maybe when you're driving home in the car or whatever, to just stop and go, God, what's under that? Like, mm -hmm. Jesus, can you just reveal to me what's going on in my heart? Why did I get angry in that moment? Why was I tempted to lose my cool? Why, right? So before we're actually off the rails, we're doing that heart check in um, before the Lord just being able to say what's going on. And I believe he's really faithful and actually wants to reveal those things to us so that he can do the heart transformation too, way too often. Mm -hmm. We are managing our behavior. We're mm -hmm. looking at the list of the fruit of the spirit going, okay, if I can just be more kind and if I can just be more gracious and loving, but that's actually a work of the heart. It's a heart transformation that we need so that we respond out of the spirit and not react out of our flesh, which is pride and insecurity and fear and all of those things, right? I want to be able to respond out of a place of the spirit that's deeply rooted in my heart. So good. You know, someone I think about in scripture is David, and he's the one that, you know, wrote that scripture you talked about, examine my heart, search my heart, oh God. And you know, David was far from a perfect person. He had a lot of things he dealt with, a lot of emotions as we see in Psalm. And yet his desire was exactly that, right? God changed my heart, transformed my heart to see, to respond, to hear the things that you're saying, that you're doing, that you want to show me. And I think that's why David was called a man after God's own heart. And so if we can take that and go, I want to get to this in just a second about people who might feel like, why do I feel these feelings? I wish I didn't have these feelings. So we'll talk about that in a second. But that can often be what it's about. Again, it's, it's going back. It's not COVID. It's not even necessarily the emotion or feeling, but it's our response to it. And so I love those three things that you gave us very practical to do in order to say, 
this is how you can keep them in check. So get rhythms of rest and renewal. Something so simple and practical that I do is I go and get a pedicure. Like when I just need that break, when I just need that headspace, and it's just, it's an hour of my time to go out. It's a treat for myself, but it, it's just that rhythm that I've got into that I do on you know, a monthly basis to give myself a treat. So simple things like that to you know, going on a retreat or getting away. And then secondly is accountability. Who's that person that you're sort of going through? And three, examining your heart, asking God. I mean, the only way to reveal these things is for God himself to reveal them. And so if we need to be connected to that source. So what would you say to someone who is upset at themselves for having feelings you know they they're trying to hide the emotion maybe if I just don't let people know I'm dealing with this it will go away what would you say to uh, someone who might be in that place Hmm. it's really important that we move past that and I think unfortunately a lot of us were taught um, early on in life that no one wants to deal with your emotions, right? You just tuck Mm -hmm. that back in. No one wants to deal with your mess, right? And so we stuff our emotions and we try to control them rather than having them transformed by the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And so we're constantly um, coping and doing things to stuff and bury and, you know, we're squishing all of that down. We're not actually dealing with it. And so my heart would be to say like, your emotions are not a bad thing. It's not, it's not a bad thing that you feel angry. The Bible actually says, be angry. Just be angry at the right things. Don't be angry at people. Be angry at the sin that's breaking your situation and and getting in between your relationships. Put your anger in the right place, right? So it's not that any of those emotions are actually bad. They're symptoms not the cause. We got to get to the cause, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, when you're feeling those negative emotions, even if it's heading into anxiety or depression, you know, no one wants to to deal with this stuff. We're getting better at talking about it in our society, but we're still not great at dealing with this stuff and getting to those root issues and going like, I feel depressed, but I'm not going to own this. I'm not going to take it on as my own. I recognize it's just an indicator that I need to get to something deeper in my life and deal with it before the Lord. I honestly believe that there is healing in the presence of Jesus for absolutely everything that you are struggling with on an emotional level. You just have to find the right key to open that up and to receive that healing in those deep, deep places of your heart. It may be tied to something in your past, a a trauma or something you experienced as a kid. It doesn't even have to be that traumatic, but you've adopted a way of thinking that just needs to be healed and changed to a better perspective in the presence of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So good. And that's why that accountability with someone, whether it's a friend, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a counselor, whether it's just somebody who you can process those things with. Like I remember when I was having panic attacks after my first son was born, I was so consumed by, you know, what was happening that it was hard to like function day to day. And I went and I spoke with my pastor and we realized there was, it was really rooted in this fear of losing him. 
in whatever way that like I was panicking about his eating. I was panicking about his sleepiness. So it was everything else. But when we really talked through, there was this constant fear that I had of losing him. And so I really had to sort of deal with that. Right. And that helped alleviate or, or, sort of redirect, like you're saying, what I was feeling and go, God, thank you for this gift. As opposed to, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose him. What happens if I don't have him? Thanking God how much he loves and cares for Micah, like I do, right? That he's been a gift for me. And being able, when you said to transform your emotions towards God, I mean, we just don't think of that We uh, when we think our emotions, especially negative ones. So anger and sad or what is you know and so that is really helpful to see that it's it's a prompting of god's spirit to say how can you transform that in your life what is it that needs to be changed which is a good thing it's a good thing to have those things just like it is when we break our arm we know the bone's broken because we're hurt so we can deal with it right and god does that in our spirit So if we're leaders leading teams and organizations and people, what can we do as a leader to sort of see, you know, people, you know, hurt people, hurt people, rejected people, reject people. And so there can be, if if people are dealing with emotions in the teams, it can leak out into sort of the culture, the environment of the team. How as leaders do we help or recognize those moments, someone's dealing with something, how can we come alongside them and help them? Yeah, I think the first thing as a leader is that I have to model the vulnerability and authenticity in my own life. I have to be willing to say, um, to talk about these things with my team and to model a behavior of getting to the root of things and not just letting stuff go. And I think the rest of it comes from relationship and being more concerned with relationship in the heart of people than with their performance or how they're doing on the team. So when I sit down with someone on my team or even just pass them in the hallway at work, my questions are more like, how are you doing today? How, no, how are you really doing? Like, let's talk about your life. Even when they come in for like a performance review, I want to know first and foremost, how are you doing? Yeah. Because if you're good on an emotional level, if you're good with all those things that are going on inside of your heart, your performance and your loyalty to the team and all of that stuff will fall into place. But I, so I want to go for the heart issues. And, you know, in church leadership, we are all about the heart. We're not about performance, right? And so I just want to model what Jesus modeled and go for those heart issues. He wasn't afraid mm-hmm. to go right into the heart issues with people he just met, right? Like you think of the woman at the well and he like went straight for the deepest broken issue of her heart. He wasn't afraid to go there with people. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have to not be afraid of that too. And I think when you build relationship on a deeper level like that with your team, you're going to get far more out of them. And um, just modeling and helping them to process that stuff, I think is just really healthy. I love that. So good. It's, you know, as a leader, it's important to be vulnerable and it's important to care for your people. And I, you know, so often, especially in a secular environment, we are, there is a lot of performance driven and it happens in churches too, right? And I love how you said, 
deal with the heart and that the rest of that follows. And it's so true. I've seen it. I've experienced it. And so if we could take that forward in our leadership, the vulnerability, the it's okay as a leader to say that you're dealing with something too. And actually all the leaders that I've had that have done that, there's been such an appreciation for who they are as a person and as a leader. And then also, you know, the heart check for the people that you're leading. So good. Thank you, Brenda, so much. It was so helpful in terms of just how do we deal with emotions? How can we uh, see what's going on in our life and be able to piece those together and ultimately, you know, allowing God to lead us in those moments. So if people who are listening want to find out more about you or the course, how can they do that? Yeah, so you can visit my website. It's just brendadross.com. And again, you'll find lots of resources and studies there. But this study, More Than a Feeling, is also available on Right Now Media. So if you have that resource through your church or organization, um, you can access it there. Awesome. Thank you so much. So we'll make sure to link all that stuff in the podcast and also when we post it on social media. So thank you, Brenda, for being with us today, helping us to process emotional health and how we can uh, live healthier lives in that way. So thank you. Thanks for having me, Emily. It was great to be with you. Thank you for listening to our Multipliers Minutes, where we discuss leadership keys that will empower you to develop your passion and multiply your influence. For more, check out www.multipliersleadership.com.